Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Crypto's News. It is me, your host, Omar Bam, dealing with technical issues day in and day out, but I'm so excited to be back with you guys in real time. We're live once again. It's been a long three months, it feels like. I don't even remember how to do this. I have to reconfigure everything, as you can see, so I apologize for the delay, guys, but I'm very excited to be here with you guys um, doing this and getting real-time input from you guys and give you the news as soon as possible. Spent most of the day setting this up, a lot of time, but uh, we're good to go. And I've collected a lot of news. We're going to be covering swaths of of stuff as usual in this channel. But I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say along the way. Thanks a lot. What's going on, Roacher? Hi, Josh. What's going on? Dorset Vapor, yo. It feels way longer. I agree, Kevin. It feels like it's been a very long time. Yeah, Dwayne, it's crazy. It's nice to see you. Jose, good to see you as well, man. Welcome back. Oh, I wonder who bought the dip. I, I actually did buy some dip, Mick. I did buy some dip. Not even going to lie. Hey, greetings, Third Eye Thirst. What's going on? Uh, when welfare? <laughs> I don't know if we're even going to have social security by the end of this. It's interesting. I had a, a nice long chat with even my acting teacher yesterday. By the way, I'm going to have a nice little uh, acting thing i'll show at the end if you guys stick around that long uh, or you can check it out later if you feel like it anyway let's go ahead and dive into into things what's up bitcoin jake feel free to join the discord guys uh goat farmer uh, a supporter strong supporter here kyle what's going on we're definitely live we're gonna go ahead and kick things off here let's see let's see let's make sure that we're good we are good. All right. So let's start off with the prices. So we got Bitcoin right now. Obviously, we had a little bit of a dip. We're down to 5.6% down. Uh, but it's just a bloody red market across the field. I mean, not a surprise. But look at these year-to-date gains, man. Look at Bitcoin, 173.19%. That's nothing to scoff at. Uh the Ripple coins, uh, XRP, Stellar, which uh, some of the, the leaders of, of Stellar, the founders, came from Ripple. They have been some of the worst performers here in the top 10, surprisingly. Uh, and we have Grin trying to catch up here. It's down 76.74%. But that's based on the inflation rate. I don't think that tells the whole story of Grin. Grin has been climbing its way up. Uh, we also have Chainlink, just a massive gainer, still up 651%, uh, despite the fact that you're going to hear a lot of stuff in the news today about how supposedly the founders, Sergey uh, Nazarov, uh, they're all selling a bunch of Chainlink tokens uh, in a bid to get out of the project at a good price. I don't know exactly what's going on with that. That's just wild speculation. But for whatever reason, it's still been one of the best performing coins out there. Uh, if you look here, we did have some nice gainers. So if you're holding Everex, Metal, OST, Counterparty, or Bitcoin, you're up. Uh, actually, better than most of the market that has suffered um, quite a bit today. Oh, look, scams are up 12.07%. Not bad. Um, so, uh, the fear and greed index right now is showing extreme fear. There's a lot of fear out there. So if you bought the dip, you have a strong stomach. There's really no way around that, right? You have, uh, you're, we're, we're sitting at an 11 right now. Extreme fear, quite low. Yesterday, we were at a 39, still fearful. Last week, 13. Last month, a 42. All of them fear. Fear has driven the last month in this market. I guess the last two months, relatively. But what's interesting is if you look at this chart down here that they have that shows you the fear and greed index charted and you can see that we are rather near lows when you consider even uh the max here when you consider the maximum time that they've been doing this for which is not that long only since february 1st 2018 but this could signal that we could get a nice little jump soon in greed and usually greed 
happens when the market is moving up when you know the smart people we've talked about this before what the whales do is that they buy those dips they yeah exactly what, what t blazer said here when others are greedy be fearful when others are fearful be greedy of course you need to know what you're buying right i'm not going to go ahead and tell you to buy tulips when <laughs> you know everybody's began to sell them you really have to be forward thinking here but for many of us here uh we understand where this is headed the developments that keep me making the news day in and day out. And I have to pick from so much that is out there because there's so much going on. I can't cover it all here. And I appreciate you guys joining me here, letting me know what I missed. Let me know down in the comments what I missed. Um, and we'll keep it rolling that way. There's a lot to specific projects, but I try to cover the things that I think are going to be most pertinent uh, on a meta level to the most people here. So let's go ahead and, and move forward here. We got the, the mayor multiple as well at a 1.4. It's been steadily dropping. Uh, I love that it's getting close to a one again. I mean, that's only going to happen as the Bitcoin price drops in the short term based on how this is calculated. Um, but it, it's definitely dropped somewhat. And that makes me feel better, right? Um, when it is higher, that's a signal that the market could be overbought. The lower it gets, especially under one, is basically like free money. So uh, we're at a 1.4. Uh, it's only been higher than today, 32.42% of the time. Again, we've been through a bear market. Bear markets have been quite long that we've had, um, and likely we could see some huge gains. But that's the thing, right? You have to be holding. You have to be. Uh, you have to be in the market. Time in the market beats timing the market for the most part. For the average investor, for the uh, unexperienced, less immature people who have not been trading wall street for decades right i hear like two decades is basically a minimum that you need to be uh really ahead of these crypto markets that are extremely volatile oh joe that's right thank you for that first live sticker man yeah it was really cool to see that uh did you guys know that if you super chat you can actually super chat stickers now joe was the first one um i didn't even know that until he uh, until he brought it up subconsciousness and puppies good to see you good to see you love, i love seeing all these old names including some new ones uh out here in the chat who uh who are participating as we begin kicking off our live streams again and i try to get ordered out here anyway let's uh let's go ahead and look at something that i put out on twitter here so i, I had you know while getting this together getting my system set up again i decided to start doing it with my laptop which i used to do but i started getting bogged down trying to do the news go to different websites and open up a bunch of tabs to show you guys before i ran these videos uh, i had to eventually start using my desktop but i moved my desktop since i haven't been able to live stream for three months i figured you know what maybe the problem is that i've been using google chrome and not a different browser google chrome has, has become notorious for being so heavy so consumptive of memory and cpu and I decided to put it to the test so you guys really might want to check out the brave browser oh look look i got a i got an ad on the bottom right every time i see one of these ads i actually get paid a little bit of back tokens so if you're just gonna be browsing the web even just doing some work it pays like why not just to see these little ads and opt into them and actually get rewarded and even with that enabled i found that google chrome had almost double like 80 percent more memory consumption as you can see here and uh um, are we still good? We're still good? We're still good? I got to keep checking. Yeah. And when you look at Google Chrome, it was insanely higher. And what I did was basically I took all of my bookmarks and I opened the same bookmarks 
on both browsers at the same time and then I screenshotted it there so you guys could check that out. Uh, we even see that Google Chrome is using the network more, likely because it's so privacy intrusive that it's constantly pinging and sending information. It's even using your disk more, your hard drive more. Insane. Uh, even my GPU, my graphics processor was being used by Google Chrome. Uh, I guess they, they, they need to offset some of that consumption away from the CPU over to the GPU. But it's just become an increasingly heavy and computer intense, computing intensive piece of software, Google Chrome. And I'm really excited about the Brave browser. That's what I'm using right now. And so far, I'm not, it doesn't look like I'm having any problems. I have a lot of tabs open. And I invite you guys to check out that Brave browser. It's officially become my default browser as of today. I know a lot of you guys are going to be like, how come? Oh, quick shout out. Rostar Mon, thank you, man. Peace and blessings to you, too. Thank you so much for the donation. By the way, I love your avatar there. Is That looks like a really nice painting. I don't know if you did that yourself or you had a commission, but I, that's super dope, man. Um, but you guys can get rewarded in these basic attention tokens just for using the browser that's going to be less intensive on your computer. I mean, even if you do a lot of internet time, whatever you're doing, um, even if you don't care about privacy, it's like the rest of your computer is going to be running slower, especially if you have like extensions that keep uh, the, bra the, the Google Chrome browser are running in the background that's going to be extremely computer intensive and you know it's just using your computer your cpu when you don't need it like that when what you when you wouldn't think that you need it like that is going to shorten its lifespan so it might pay just beyond privacy which is extremely important to many of us to go ahead and use the brave browser and check that out so i highly recommend you guys do that and it's been built off of chromium most recently um and chromium is the same technology on the back end architecture that that kind of fuels the google chrome browser and so you're not really going to have any of those trade-offs you might have had if at some point for example you did have problems with the with the with the brave browser which i did in accessing certain videos or accessing accessing certain websites that doesn't seem to be the case anymore had no problems and so it's finally going to be my default i invite you guys to check that out and yes kevin definitely you can earn bat for free uh, although you are going to have to register on uphold.com and do some kyc to move funds out of there so again you know something to consider if you're somebody who's super privacy uh focused and uh but but still just the experience of using the browser is more than worth it and to be able to get some crypto if you're willing to give up a little bit of your privacy even though everybody already has everything. Yeah, I wanted to give you a heads up, guys. Like, for some reason... Um Okay, there was some sort of hack that took place recently where a lot of passwords were leaked. I found out through Credit Karma, and I've constantly had someone in Russia, actually in different places around the world, trying to log into my Steam account, uh, the, the game, the gaming platform. So be careful out there, guys. If there's a password that you've been using for a very long time for many different services, it might not be safe, and you should be very, very cautious and consider changing some of those passwords, especially if it's linked to like your email where they can get access to many things that uh that could uh get them access to your coinbase exchanges and getting your crypto out of there you guys don't want that oh yeah uh, those windows 10 apps are are insane pink freak they, they use uh, app like crazy uh thanks pink freak appreciate it uh dissenter i haven't tried dissenter curb shifter ah interesting interesting gaston has arrived that's it that's it show's over gaston's gonna be taking over what's up gaston it's good to see you man hope you're doing well um guest on guest on okay let's see what we got next so okay so there's a lot of drama going on right now when it comes to uh this new project that's uh come out 
that a lot of the Bitcoin maximalists, people who used to be really against Ethereum or really anything that wasn't Bitcoin, they're building over Ethereum now to run a an IPO, actually, not even an ICO. They're registering this with the SEC. And we've already seen the prospectus that they filed with the SEC for INX Limited, which is going to be an exchange. It's going to be actually in a very competitive space. It's going to be competing with Coinbase Pro. It's going to be competing with Fidelity, whatever products they release. It's going to be competing with all of these different exchanges that are going to be trying to create um, uh, uh, an invitation, a nice warm welcome for institutions and also to retail retail investors alike. So the thing is, uh, you have people like Samson Mao, Jameson Lops, pe- some people who may not have been the most friendly toward Ethereum or anything that wasn't Bitcoin. But, you know, that seems to have changed a little bit now when they are able to profit out of running an ICO to raise over $100 million to create an exchange that, you know... It's debatable whether it will be successful, but um, that's that's you have people like Anthony Sassano here calling out uh, the, those people. So it's utterly amazing to me that people who have been shitting on Ethereum for years and calling it a scam are now invest investigate investing. I'm sorry, and advising a company that is issuing an ERC twenty Ethereum token. I'm at a loss for words at this point. Just absolute insanity. I can't. Even uh, I first found out about this when Mike Dudas of The Block had had put a short story of Samson Mao saying Ethereum is the most impractical thing in existence, unfollowing. And then it's just like he's he's part of this brand new project project that's being created compatible with the Ethereum blockchain. So it, it's quite telling. What's up, Korobika? Oh, we got a sticker in the house. It's nice to see you, man. I love that sticker choice. How's it going? How's it going? It's going well over here. Just really excited, honestly, to be here live. That that's 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 my my tale. I don't even care. I don't even care what the market is doing because I get to talk to you guys. Thanks a lot, Korobika, too. Um, so so I mean, you're you're gonna hear about that drama everywhere. It's not just Anthony who's calling it out. You're gonna hear it on the ETH Trader Reddit, ETH Finance. Uh, it's it's just quite a thing. But it is a, an interesting project to be considering. The project itself is gonna have two different tokens. It's gonna have a, a token that's. Uh, from my understanding, going to be kind of a utility token. They're saying it's used to get less fees, for example, on the exchange. There's also going to be equity, um, but not really equity. So they're going to have this token. Um, I guess it's the main INX token that could that is actually going to be a hair uh, ahead of the company the company shareholders equity and in the event of the exchange having some sort of major problem some sort of liquidation they're going to benefit the token holders before they even benefit they're saying in the prospectus before they even benefit uh those original equity holders of the company themselves they did outline a bunch of ways they're going to be protecting uh, customers of their exchange and forward-looking things about the company in their prospectus filing but we do have to wait for the approval of the prospectus before they can even begin raising money and once they raise money then they need to get approval from other regulatory bodies like the cftc before they can begin allowing trading to take place perhaps so it could be a while before we see this happen happening and again it's a very competitive field so we'll have to see how successful it is but yeah man it's 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 really fun to to crap on something until you have to use it yourself so just uh continuing to show that uh, i think ethereum is a very powerful force that we cannot overlook uh, in the space. What's up, Tech Guru? Last pass or end pass hooks into 
Oh, have I been pooned.com. You can check there what passwords have been leaked, guys, to make sure you are not using passwords leaked in database hacks. Very useful. Oh, cool. I did not know about LastPass or EndPass. I'm going to write that down so I can look that up. Thanks a lot for the ha for the heads up there, uh, Tech Guru. LastPass and EndPass. Cool. Okay, I'm not even sure what those do, but I'll, I'll check that out. I think we need to be aware of this stuff, especially if we're going to be keeping our stuff digitally, our, our, our digital money uh, on our computers in some sort of fashion or on exchanges or whatever you're doing, right? You don't, you don't, if you're not keeping your stuff like on a hardware wallet, paper wallet, you need to be even more paranoid about your security out there. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so so the way that this was kind of summed up, you can you can get from the rest of this Twitter post. Oh, cool! What's up, Michael? This is what the internet's for. It's insane to be able to connect with people in real time, basically real time, anywhere in the world. Um, I love this stuff, man. Anyway, so this is a great example speaking to the issue with INX Limited. Uh, project and the back the bitcoin maximalists who are now suddenly uh shifting gears here and saying maybe ethereum is good if we're just going to be raising money <laughs> this is a great example of how incentives uh, financial or otherwise drive people's behavior if you want to know someone look at what they do not what they say sooner or later everyone will use ethereum in some way or another no matter what they say about it uh, i like this comment here i find all the hate towards any given protocol which is what bitcoin or ethereum really are they're just protocols that anyone can build over hate not criticism a completely childish attitude it's like hating tcpip it makes no sense worse in these cases and as time goes by it'll happen more and more hating ethereum and Complaining about it might actually uh, start being done on top of it. Just like hating TCPIP and saying it on the internet. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. It's, it's just ridiculous. Sorry about that. I just had a, uh, I'm still trying to get everything together here and get the, the old uh, synapses working how they used to for these live streams. Apologies for the quick flub there. But uh, okay, so there's this uh, pool. It's called Poolin. It's one of the biggest mining pools out there for Bitcoin. You can see here on this chart, they have about the 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 fourth or fifth, depending how you want to look at it, biggest mining pool for Bitcoin. Unknown here is 13.9%. So that could be, I guess, one individual or multiple individuals pooling resources together to hash. We don't know who they are. Um, Maybe it's coming out of China. But anyway, Poolin reported here uh, with this video of what's going on in China where these uh, local mining farms are have been taking quite a hit. There have been flash floods that have taken place in, in China, especially in the Sichuan region. This one is in uh, Wenshuan in China. And check out how insane this rainfall has been. And it devastated this mining farm. You, you got to feel bad for those people. Look at them digging stuff, digging up their mining rigs out of the ground. Ah, oh, and it broke. It just snapped off right there. Insane, man. Like, imagine you... you you, you get a lot of money together to create one of these uh, facilities, in, in a, especially in a region that's, that a lot of people are in mining facilities have been flocking to. And they have been doing that because it's cheap there. It's one of the cheapest electrical rates in the country. Um, and suddenly it just gets washed away like that. How do you recover from that? So regards to the many miners who are who are losing out there. And uh, apparently even the, the big, the, uh, 
I'm sorry, yeah, the Bitcoin mining hash rate took a hit. This is not the first time this happens. It happened last year as well, where there was a huge uh, flood that apparently washed away the uh, hash power from 43 E uh, slash uh, hashes a second to 30 E hashes a second. So a huge hit there from 43 to 30. Um, it's it's in, insane. Oh, look, we got another uh, Brave browser reward. Hey, crypto contact lenses. Thank you. Let me let me see what's going on here. Uh, I just saw that you left a super chat here. Just tune in. Glad to see you live again. Thanks for all the research that we were either too busy or lazy to do for ourselves. Uh, thanks, Greg. I appreciate that, man. I, I sincerely do. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy to do it. You know, it keeps me motivated. There are days where it can it can get kind of. Uh, it gets it gets heavy, man. Just trying to find all this stuff and staying interested. But even just you know the input you guys gives give very uh, through the comments kept me very motivated and uh, and thinking about perspectives I hadn't even considered in many things that kept me super engaged in the news. Just to bring it back to you guys and add further on top of it, and now to be able to do it live is even crazier. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sup off to either. Love that quote. Um, weather war what's going on hi ma that's my mother yanni olguin shout out thanks crypto fire pro thank you very very much <laughs> i know i the the, the price sticker is quite uh, small i can make it bigger i can make it bigger thanks for that feedback if you uh if you'd like to see it bigger we can definitely arrange that for the next one um okay so facebook has been coming under scrutiny now from the EU. So the EU according to a report that Bloomberg had found is looking into into Facebook's Libra Association very seriously, deep scrutiny over the antitrust behavior that could cut out competition from other financial institutions, I guess you could say, that might be able to work through Facebook. Antitrust, for those of you guys who don't know, is basically like when you create a monopoly within, it's basically like a smaller version of a monopoly that cuts out other competitors. One good example of antitrust behavior has come against uh, Facebook, I'm sorry, against Apple. So Apple owns an app store that they you know, obviously allow other third-party developers to publish software through, but somehow Apple's apps on their own app store somehow come out on top of all the other apps that other publishers are putting. And you can't review them. You can't upvote, downvote them, from my understanding. Could be wrong on that last bit. But somehow they always end up on top and they make their products look like the best one to consumers. And so I suppose the EU is trying to really look into Facebook and the Libra project on this grounds, uh, on these grounds specifically. So they're still coming into trouble there. One interesting thing that you might not have been aware of, I actually found it out reach, researching this, is that Facebook is making good on the promise after the Cambridge Analytica scandal that came out and they're creating a feature that's going to let users separate their internet browsing history from their personal profiles uh, shares fell <laughs> this is funny shares fell about 2% earlier on Tuesday because they will not be able to, to take complete advantage of you to the same regard they might have the day before after announcing this anyway they're unveiling off Facebook activity on Tuesday a feature that it previously called clear history it enables users to disconnect their Facebook profile from their web browsing data and other information the company collects from outside apps and sites it's not going to completely stop them from gathering all that data they gather that data when you use facebook connect when you log into websites or register for websites through facebook they know where you're going in the internet and they can kind of track you but they're not going to be tying that 
if you so choose, if you go into your settings, they're going to be tying that to individual accounts like yours, although they will still be get, getting that metadata uh, in general for for their services. So you'll be able to clear all browsing data now from, from accounts, which means it will no longer be used for ad targeting. And you can tell Facebook to stop licking this data to their account moving to your account moving forward. And you can do this holistically, meaning no browsing data will be linked from any web on any app or website or halt the data pairing for specific apps and websites. So uh, a good move in the right direction there, I would say for Facebook, and hopefully they continue down that path. Uh, it's surely something to help their reputation and credibility here and could even impact the uh, possibility of seeing Libra in the future if they're being shown as being more responsible toward user data. Uh, because I, I believe that users should own the data, not those who collect the data and say, oh, well, you know, we found this. <laughs> like, well, we found this. We learned this. Um, and suddenly you own that data and can do whatever you want. It's like that ridiculous Instagram chain mail that's going around today. My girlfriend saw it. I saw it. People are going around sharing a screenshot that says on Instagram, like, hey, um, I'm sharing this because if I share this, then uh, I basically own my own pictures and Instagram can't do anything with them. And, 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 and uh, by using Instagram, just by using it, you've already agreed to the terms and conditions that allows them to do whatever they want with your pictures. I, I, from my understanding, you do own your pictures with Instagram, but they can do whatever they want. So it's basically like they own that data as well as you do. Anyway, that's an interesting thing. That that's a ridiculous uh, chain mail to to even share, as I'm sure you guys realize. Um, I'm down at some point, uh, Chris Rice. I've just been super busy recently, and I'm getting requests from everywhere. I'm not trying to like ignore you or not col- collab collab. Um, above all, honestly, Chris, I've just been super focused on trying to get the news together for this channel and, and keeping focused there. So for now, uh, I will defer from from that just because I'm trying to really focus and own in on, on the news, specifically this kind of content. Um, but once I'm ready to, to open up and I feel a little bit more comfortable doing this again in this style, I'll, I'll be super interested in collabing with you, man. Uh, he's got a good channel, guys, and he creates great content. Feel free to check out Rice Crypto if you get a chance. Um, he's one of the good good guys in the space, I would say. For sure. Um, so Binance, I forgot to mention this about three days ago. They announced Project Venus. And Project Venus is going to be trying to tie digital assets and uh, stable coins to different fiat fiat currencies around the world globally they actually said this doesn't necessarily mean that every single currency is going to have a stable coin on the blockchain that binance has built but it does mean that they're trying to target various regions that might be quite friendly towards binance and the idea of having a digital pairing of their fiat currency uh, for whatever uses that could be. So we could definitely see that coming out very soon. It's a brand new product that's just been announced by Binance Chain. And uh, you can see here, uh, Binance welcomes additional government partners, companies, and organizations with a strong interest and influence on a global scale to collaborate with us to build a new open alliance and sustainable community venus at binance.com another push forward there by binance after you know they i can barely keep up i mean it's just been like the binance launchpad we're gonna get binance us binance chain it's just like binance everything it used to be decentralized everything i guess now it's just binance everything um you know what I mean? Yeah, my, yeah, for sure, Rice. I, I hope you understood what, 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 where I came from with that one, bro. Thanks a lot. Uh, it seems like you did. Thanks a lot, man. Binance is a crypto cancer. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I just find it so disrespectful to, to call anything cancer. Um, 
personally, just out of respect for the many who do have to suffer that terrible illness. And I've seen people die to it. So I don't like to use that. But I see where you're coming from, right? Like some sort of plague from within um, situation. I, I don't know that they really understand what, what we're trying to do here in regards to decentralization. But then again, everyone has their own uh, approach to what they can do in this space. So, you know, they can do they can do them with their hybrid decentralized approaches. It's just like when it's kind of ridiculous when they try to knock on those who are trying to create open systems that are truly decentralized from central entities. Uh, like if CZ died tomorrow, that would probably take a huge hit. Like BNB, Binance token will probably take a massive hit. But even if Vitalik went away at this point, like he basically played no role in the next hard fork, which we covered in yesterday's video in creating that. And uh, there are so many in amazingly intelligent coders and developers and, and biddlers who are building over ethereum and yet cz comes out and says i like vitalik and eth but speed and capacity was a problem a year ago but now a largely solved problem for newer blockchains for now we need to increase real applications that people actually use so we hit the new capacity issues limits again focus on applications <laughs> Vitalik's response, it's not solved at all. Even the newer semi-centralized blockchains have TPS in the hundreds. As far as I know, EOS has already had scalability bottleneck issues. Yeah, it's a super huge trade-off here between decentralization and centralization so you can get throughput. Um, and it's a, an intensely difficult problem to solve. And to say that it's been solved already is is really just getting ahead of, of ourselves here because your company has been successful. That's kind of my perspective. This is, I'm just going to preface this here. This is my opinion. It's that, you know, in your reality, right, you're, you're, you're millionaire, if not a billionaire at this point, CZ, and you've been so successful in, in community outreach and getting so many supporters and you kind of create this echo chamber of just ambition and success and you forget that bigger picture that exists and you're just kind of a gear in this giant machine that is the universe in our lifetimes in it. Um, and and you begin to think, you know, everything's working, right? Like we've created these hybrid uh, decentralized exchanges and they've worked so far and they have the throughput that we need. So let's just focus on applications and build those so we can get them to break this right before we even care about scalability um, but I, I think that's absolutely a wrong way to look at it we need to be working on both because once we have those scalability issues it will impede new adoption and ideally well, we should have that scalability ready to go when people want to be flooding into this because they're worried about a serious recession or depression and Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies like serious decentralized cryptocurrencies Bitcoin, Ethereum, e even EOS I, I actually consider in that and Litecoin, whatever you guys want to consider that those doors are ready and open for them so we don't have massive transaction fees that stop people who want to participate who have lesser income when $50 per transaction is more than some people make in an entire week in areas of the country and they can still get into this and be rewarded in the brand new economy that we're trying to build so um, it, it's it's <laughs> it's quite nice that Vitalik actually came out and called him out for that from my perspective and I want to share that for, for you guys yeah Ellie, Ellie's uh, working hard man she's, she's, she's been out there Oh, there she's here in the chat. Chat in the chat, isn't she? Um, why is either classic pumping? That's been the question, Crypto Pharaoh, for for some time. But that's the same question we're going to be asking during alt season. Like, why is this coin pumping? And the true answer is nobody knows. Except there's a way for certain people to pump and dump certain things, and uh, and profit and uh, you know accrue more of whatever they really want to hold, whether it's Bitcoin, right, stacking Sats or whatever it is. 
And there are all these pump telegram groups, man. They're like, in, in, in 10 minutes, we're going to be pumping um, a, a, a coin that's going to be announced in five minutes uh, on, on Binance. And so check in. And then, and then in, in five minutes, okay, we're going to be pumping Ethereum Classic. So everybody, um, when we say go, buy. And they've already bought, like, and then they sell as soon as they, they tell people to start buying. It's ridiculous. This actually exists. I'm not even joking. This is a very common occurrence. Um, and the leaders, those, it's basically a quick Ponzi scheme that just blows up and collapses. I'm not saying that's why either Classic is pumping, but from my understanding, looking into it just like two days ago, or even yesterday, there, there was no real uh, culprit for the pump yet or, uh, or reason for it. Uh, Ivan said pizza and sushi is a scam. I didn't listen to him and got fat recently. Listen to Ivan on tech, black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Damn, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, bro. But I'll tell you, man, sometimes that pizza is worth it. Um, it's worth a little bit of that fat. I could show you. I could show you. But you, you don't want to see that stuff, man. Thanks, Julio. Thanks, Jose. Appreciate that, man. Glad you got my back, man. I got yours as well. So to continue with some news here, this is quite fascinating. And this actually presents, I think, one of the better altcoins op- opportunities out there. I have no position in this coin. I have no... Uh, no plans to take a position in this coin, like journalists often say, in the next 24 hours or whatever. But, you know, while getting this together, I thought this was fascinating because you often ask me, what is an interesting altcoin to to look at for perhaps the future? And I think this one is is one of them, Flexa. So uh, I've talked about the Spednap. It was first unveiled to me when the Winklevoss twins had a, posted a picture on Twitter going to Starbucks and using their phones to pay in crypto at Starbucks using the Spednap that is uh, allowing various merchants to accept several different current, uh, cryptocurrencies, including places like Barnes & Noble, GameStop, Jamba Juice, and an increasing number of merchants who have shown interest in working with uh, Spedden. It has uh, quite the investment, quite the team, and they've been doing very professional pushes forward here. So, they unveiled now that they're going to allow merchants to take Flexa, oh, I'm sorry, apps to take FlexaCoin and stake it themselves or allow users to stake FlexaCoin by, for example, building a wallet within their app. Users get Flexa, stake it inside of the wallet, and that creates a collateral whereby that app can then allow users to use Flexa's protocols and the Flexa token to pay at different merchants that are already working with uh, Flexa. And this is basically opening up the doors for more apps besides uh, Spedden to, to work on this Flexa technology. Uh, it's, it's fascinating in, in the way that they've thought about the incentives for it. So you can see here that, um, uh, where is it, where is it, where was it? I found it. I kind of said that. Okay, so Flexa is not gonna be another fee-taking entity where all we do is provide the service and extract these fees. Instead, it's actually returning fees to the stakers. So users who contribute to an app stake will receive a cut of the fees proportional to how much they stake. And there's 100 billion FXC tokens out there. That's all there's going to be. I think the uh, market cap wasn't extremely high last that I checked for that coin. Um, they're also working on zero-knowledge proofs. And you have to, again, realize this is this is an Ethereum token. Another thing on Ethereum that could do really, really well. So if we go and, oops, yeah, we go over here and we type in flex, flex, flu, flu, flex, flex. 
Flexa. There it is. Uh, and we click on that. We see that right now the market, yeah, it says 71.49 million, which is not that much compared to some of the big boys out here. And from the way that they've been operating recently, I can see why they could very well be successful here. So we have market caps here in the top 10. Um, let's see, liquid market cap. Let's let's go by liquid market cap. Well, I mean, Bitcoin Cash right there, five billion. I mean, let's let's go down. Is it worth more than Tron? One billion, over one billion. Maker, four hundred eighty-eight million. I mean, I I can see that there would be quite the potential for growth with that one if we do begin alt season. But not telling you to buy, not telling you that I'm gonna buy. Just want to present an interesting opportunity so you guys can think about that well, along with everything else you're thinking about if you hadn't considered that just yet. So Gemini has launched in Australia. Gemini is one of the most reputable exchanges out there for cryptocurrency. They are regulated, they're heavily surveilled, they're out of New York, so that should tell you enough. They're one of the only places that has a bit license allowing them to operate out of New York. But now if you're in Australia, you'll be able to download the Gemini mobile app and buy, sell, and store cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ether, Zcash, and Litecoin. You will not be able to use a stable coin, unfortunately, in Australia. But uh, right now, Gemini is available in 49 U.S. states, including Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, Canada, uh, United Kingdom, and it's available in Australia, and it's available in New York. It's so nice to say that something's available in New York because I just feel like all the New Yorkers are all gypped here <laughs> whenever we have to talk about people getting something else. It's like, except for New York, you know? Um, so, so, if you're in Australia, this this is quite nice because what they where was it that it said here? Uh, Australia is currently ranked 12th globally. That's that's quite up there for Bitcoin trading volume, and we are optimistic that Gemini will help encourage broader adoption for crypto in Australia. So we could see more of Australia getting uh, their feet wet here because of easier access through the Gemini app. And Gemini has been really good when it comes to marketing. Besides everything else they're doing, they're doing. So we could definitely see them climbing up from number. 12th and higher uh, we have a lot of viewers on this channel from australia the most of our viewers on this channel actually come to the u.s netherlands uk australia canada and mexico and germany that that's like the top viewership of this channel so shout out to many of you australians out there who will be able to participate in gemini if that's of interest to you australia is joining the iranian block the iranian black blockade i did not know that we're never going to have an alt season at the same time, says Kevin, at the same magnitude as 2018. Everyone keeps waiting for it. Ain't coming. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily just say it ain't coming, though, Kevin. I'll, I'll disagree with you there, respectfully, of course. And that's just because I, I saw the same thing happen back in 2015 and 2016. Nobody expected a huge pump at all for, I mean... For Bitcoin or the altcoins, I remember holding Dash. I remember holding uh, Ether, obviously, uh, since February 2016, and mining it. And it was just it, it in a, in a sense, it felt like a gamble, but at the same time, it didn't. You have to think of the bigger picture here. Like, if you're going to be investing in an alt in an altcoin, I'm not going to go ahead and yeah, and maybe that's what you're speaking to towards. Uh, in commenting specifically, which is all altcoins rallying, maybe that wouldn't be the case, although I doubt it since there are so many pairs between coins, so many different whales out there who are seeking to take advantage of people, so many people who have not even held any cryptocurrency in their lives and they're going to be like, oh, Bitcoin's expensive because they don't realize they can buy a piece of a Bitcoin. So I'll just buy this coin instead. And all of, all of these different factors, uh, altcoins that are building things that will be adopted more and more and will actually demand buying that cryptocurrency to use something that could have i mean we haven't seen it yet something a huge thing like 
Facebook, but why not? Why would why wouldn't we see something like a Facebook that functions through an altcoin that would require people to get involved with this? Maybe it's because we don't have the scalability yet, but it's being worked on. Yeah, that's why you you have to really see this and how I see it as an investment rather than just trading. I see this as a completely long term game. Game, and uh, in in my opinion, everything is going to be moving digitally towards these kind of blockchain like assets. I don't know if it'll be blockchain, if it'll be DAGs specifically, but that's why I'm following all this and trying to stay ahead of it. Um, but I, I, I know for sure that what's going on in this space that we're covering, this digital asset space, is going to be a huge, huge new shift uh, paradigm for society as we move forward here. And that's that's a big investment thesis for me getting involved. And in that, and, and looking at it from that lens, yeah, we're going to have a lot of coins that are going to go away that the SEC is going to take down permanently. Um, but those who manage to survive and thrive and still have those pairs and be linked, listed on different exchanges, I think are going to perform very, very nicely, even if they are creating a product or not. There's just going to be like hanger-ons to some of those uh, coins that do pump. Um, that's my perspective based on my soul experience, not necessarily a fact, right? I, I, I appreciate y- y- uh, your input. Yeah, I think value will start to flow into the few top coins. I don't think we're going to see the same number of coins pumping. We shall see. We shall see, Kevin. We shall see. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would like it if fundamentals actually meant something, but euphoria. I mean, that's the same reason that circuit breakers exist in, in Wall Street, right? It's the same reason. Oh, and thank you. Thank all you guys who are out here, man. We got 246 people live on our first day back live streaming. You guys are amazing. Thank you for joining me here. It's, it's so exciting to have you uh, participate here. I invite you to hit the like button. It'll help other people find the stream. and We can keep the conversations in the chat and, the, and in the video itself uh, at a high level if more people are involved. So, uh, I appreciate your uh, your uh, your help, your assistance in, in getting the word out about these streams. Um, and, and yeah, and there are more of you guys uh, tweeting out this stuff, so I appreciate that. Um, tweeting out my videos recently, which is really nice. It, it, again, saves a lot of time, and I appreciate that, sharing it on Reddit. There's more of that happening. I, I thank you for that. So, um, yeah, where was I going? I was going with uh, all coins, top coins. I don't know. Anyway, we got some more. Uh, thanks, Michael. We got some more stuff to talk about here. Uh, feel free to chat among yourself here while, while I get into some of the rest of the news that we want to talk about. Just to wrap up here. So there's two sides to every story. So this is the side of the story. You remember how we talked about ETH Trader? We talked about how ETH Trader had basically had a fork because six out of the 10 mods in one day decided to leave one of the most important ethereum communities uh to create a new one because one of the mods had uh, the lead mod had basically started taking away mod capabilities from some of the mods and there was just this kind of mutiny that took place and now eth finance was born has has over ten thousand followers already over nine thousand in the first day insane growth well we didn't get the other side of that story until right now we didn't really hear from carl in any major sort of sense but now there was one of the mods who decided to write this out so i'm gonna go ahead and read that for you guys since uh since i do want to make sure you get both angles or various angles of this story so long live our ETH trader. I really do love you guys. And this is a subreddit if you don't know Reddit. It's like message boards uh, 
different communities and the sense of community we all build here. Pre preface, I watched the entire fight go down. I didn't take part in it. There was hostility whenever someone would give feedback and it was just a toxic environment. I still really like and respect some of the mods who left such as JT, Cutsneck, Adam, and I'm pretty upset, upset at how this fight went down with their decision to loudly leave, if I'm honest. I'm still kind of bugging them both to see if there's any chance to reconcile and make Reddit history and reunify because I think that's the best for the entire ETH community. For us to be united and strong, I just want to come on here and be part of the community with you all. Mod fights, fracturing the community, etc. It just hurts it all for everyone. Over the past few days, I feel like I've been forced into a position where I have to push back on accusations against the subreddit, and I'm frustrated by like by that. But people are still asking for the other side of the story, and I feel like a lot of attention was given to the mutineer side, but not a lot to the ETH trader side. Basically, Adam, that mod, uh, a mod it was an inactive mod and he asked if ETH trader would endorse a newsletter he is working on knowing Adam I bet his newsletter will be interesting and we discussed if a bit in the chat around if ETH trader should endorse projects or not Carl the top mod politely told politely told Adam ETH trader really shouldn't endorse personal projects of mods conflict of interest and Adam got kind of annoyed and angry at this Carl noticed Adam was really inactive and this newsletter thing was kind of a final straw you know like you're never around and then suddenly you just want us to like sh like basically shill your newsletter and say it's it's legit but you've never been around so at carl demodded adam apparently other mods were angry at this and wanted to talk more about it before the demod happened personally i didn't mind too much because while i like adam he was really inactive as a mod in the sub he also didn't answer my question about if his newsletter was an open source community project or if he was a ceo of it etc although to be fair arguing was pretty loud at this point anyways i won't lie the mods who left argued like school children for a few days in the chat. They asked for mine and Aminok's feedback, but when Aminok looked for compromise, Bichun was a real jerk to him. Called him different names, including a snowflake flake at one point. Kind of confused how he ended up here, but there was no way they would be receptive to feedback at all, unless the feedback was to side with him. I wanted no part of it. Around, around then is when I stopped checking Discord, because quite honestly, I had better things to do than read the mudslinging. At some point, JT said something along the lines of, reinstate Adam or a few of us will leave very soon in a very public way and carl just politely thanked jt for his contributions to moderating and it seemed fine enough then i came online to the six mods doing the mutiny i was instantly annoyed at them because they were using ETH trader to advertise for their own subreddit and they weren't outright lying but definitely they were telling the series of events with some bias they also stole our beautiful theme and css they call Carl a dictator for removing Adam, but Adam was a really inactive mod who randomly came into the chat one day and asked our entire subreddit to endorse his personal project, and he got mad when we said no. I mean, okay. I stayed because I obviously wasn't going to mutiny against ETH Trader. Even if you hate Carl, doing a mutiny so loud like that just ends up hurting the entire community and causing chaos. I now view the mutineers as selfish, to be honest. They aren't interested in trying to reconcile, and they jump ship because they don't like the hierarchy here, but they have the same hierarchy at their new subreddit subreddit under dc investor <laughs> so one dude goes uh, i generally couldn't give a flying fuck seriously volunteer internet moderators are maybe the least of my concerns in life leave or don't leave who cares and honestly i just want to give a quick point on that bit like why should we care why should we care that that mods left and created you know a new blossoming uh, subreddit that um 
that seems to be quite impactful in this space and has a lot of the experienced uh, traders and, and, and followers of Ethereum following it now. And they've moved there instead of EthTrader. Why do, why do I say that's important? Because I think community is just as important as a fork split. Community splits are what led to uh, Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash. It's what led to Ethereum versus Ethereum Classic. Um, and it, it, it is important because this idea of censorship, of who gets the control, what is the hierarchy that we're working on, definitely plays a role in the direction that people view this technology and what position they might take when investing in it or even getting a balanced trading perspective on it. So it is absolutely important because you want to know where to get the best information. You want to know where the good voices are. You, you want to know where the most people are. You want to know what consensus is or the minority consensus. It's super important to be following what's going on with the mods here because I think it's extremely important for the forward direction of Ethereum, regardless of what you might think. Um, but it's, it, I mean, that subreddit ETH trader back in the day, ETH Finance has uh, reminded me so much of what I loved about ETH trader and why I even began investing in Ethereum. Um, that seems to be the spirit now on ETH Finance that I'm fi finding. I'm not really seeing any sort of spams or scams. I'm finding thoughtful, positive, encouraging, uplifting uh, voices there and thoughtful uh, TA, including in the Discord channel. Uh, that That's my perspective. I'm finding that there since apparently a lot of the old voices came came back. I'm uh I'm finding that you know one thing has been that on ETH Trader, let's say that you write something that might be like one individual had said he put a very clickbaity title on his Reddit post and he posted on ETH Trader and no matter what it just stayed downvoted like at zero. And there seem to be bots that automatically downvote stuff. And I think a lot of these bots that are pointed at ETH Trader, those accounts that are pointed at ETH Trader have been in place since probably 2017 since the ICO bubble mania when everybody wanted to make an ICO. Everyone wanted to make a blockchain project and they program bots to go in there and downvote everybody else's stuff and upvote their own stuff. And those bots are still there just working in the back end. And your voice could not cannot be heard. Certain voices are heard because they have money. And, uh, and the donut thing, just like the monetization toward this Ethereum token for getting upvotes. Uh, and, and that could have played a role in that. But anyway, the, there was something, there was somewhat of a shift where I def definitely didn't find the best information on a subreddit anymore. But I'm finding that now. Donations to show appreciation, man. My, my own appreciation your way wherever you are. Anyway, um, what's up, Garen? Good to see you. Yo, yo. What's going on? Oh, Corey Stupid. I, I know you care. Corey Stupid iPhone has been here since the old ETH trader days. Corey Stupid iPhone knows. He knows. I know you know. You're one of you're probably the oldest name here, man, in this chat here. Silent Lamb has been here for a while. Good day, Richard. We actually talked about Australia a little bit uh, ago. Uh, see, I told you guys we have some Australians out here watching. Told you. Um, so let's continue on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to beat that dead horse about the Ethereum and why that matter, the, the subreddit split. But I think it is absolutely important. I'll leave it at that. So Peter Schiff has, <laughs> has said something quite interesting. So Peter Schiff had this article on CNBC where he was quoted as, as having said that gold is going to go to $5,000 in two years. Thomas Lee, a fun strat, said, ha ha. This is hysterical. Uh, and Peter Schiff responds from the guy who had a $50,000 price target on Bitcoin for the year end 2018. My gold forecast came a lot closer than your Bitcoin forecast. Plus, at least gold will eventually hit 5K. Bitcoin will never hit 50K. Damn. Can we tweet stamp this? Could, could somebody tweet stamp Peter Schiff here? Because um, I think... 
<laughs> I think we're going to see Bitcoin on that, and you can tweet stamp me here or whatever, voice stamp, whatever you want to call it, that Bitcoin is going to hit 50K before gold hits 5K, but I can see both hitting that. I think it's going to be much easier for Bitcoin with its supply limits and limited supplies, especially after having an institutional interest that hasn't been really given the green light to get involved maybe until backed releases at the end of uh, next month september 23rd and then i think it's gonna the game just got a little bit more serious uh the capital allocation they're gonna be moving this way are gonna be huge <laughs> i just heard about the, the i barry silbert talks about this he's one uh his brother alan silbert is gonna be involved with the uh project that exchange that the bitcoin maximalists are funding uh his brother is going to be doing it. But Barry Silbert of DCG had said, I think it's it's over $7 trillion in money that it's going to be coming as inheritance to younger folks who are more familiar with digital assets than they are with gold. And a lot of that, a good portion of that, uh, DCG's investment thesis um, really uh, around Bitcoin and these currencies goes that, you know, some a good portion of the 7 Point two trillion. In fact, most of it is going to go to digital assets like Bitcoin <laughs> uh, before they go to gold. And I actually quite agree with him on that one. I don't know. Do you? Peter smokes crack. <laughs> says Briggs. I think he just enjoys being the anti-crypto guy. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure he just enjoys the limelight. That's like his best call to fame, fame these days. But I don't know. Do you guys think that gold is going to hit 5K before Bitcoin hits 50K? I don't know. You you might be kind of lower here. Anyone else have trouble viewing the stream? Uh, his internet seeing it at four pixels a second. <laughs> oh man, this sounds rough. Okay, so I guess it's not it's not just. I mean, it, it might just be you, Corey, stupid iPhone. Maybe refresh the browser. Stream quality solid at 720p. Cool. Yeah, it might be a little bit lower at 720. Eventually, this video will render at 1080p. It's going to be a 720 just because I wanted to have more real-time live chat with you guys. So it streams at a lower resolution than eventually it will be processed at if you want to check it out later and you miss some portion of it. I'll finish up here with a nice stream of the day, which is Albert Einstein. This was on Old School Cool on Reddit. Albert Einstein met Charlie Chaplin in 1931. Einstein said, what I admire most about your art is its universality. You do not say a word, and yet the world understands you. It's true, replied Chaplin, but your fame is even greater. The world admires you when no one understands you. Brilliant. Two brilliant guys. Brilliant. You guys should check out that chaplin movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a G. He's great. Anyway, uh, I'll... Oh, cool. I'm glad you're good, Corey Stupid iPhone. Thank you guys so very much for joining me. I hope you took away at least one useful thing from this video. If you took away one useful thing, feel like my job has been done. Um, the big one for me today has been to really migrate to the Brave browser. It's so much faster. Protects my privacy more. Pays me. Um, doesn't bog down my computer. Won't kill my hard drive. Like The list is really endless, and so it's officially my default. That's what I took away from today. I've learned a lot being able to share this with you guys across what's going on in the space, as we can see. And again, I'm, I'm happy to be buying these dips. I hope that Mayor Multiple drops a little bit more. I hope we can get cheaper crypto. I'm rooting this on, man, because uh, the developments that are coming, I think, are, are just absolutely fascinating huge flexa backed i mean damn just damn so i'll be done there guys i'll let you guys go thanks a lot bitcoin jake thanks a lot dennis ask and i will uh share that thing as i promised this is from my acting workshop last week we do a different scene every every two weeks um basically we meet like ah whatever i've talked about it i'll just i'll just play it for you guys peace take care much love and stay cryptic leo 
Don't do this to me again. This is different. This girl requires a serious conversation. I may have found buried treasure here. You I just gotta hear me I out. I have not recovered from last week's buried treasure. All right, it's my own fault. I should have known in that first phone conversation with her. Three honeys, two sugars, and one babe was a short tip off. Leo, I'm very busy. I've written 300 pages of my new book and I haven't thought of a story yet. All right, all right. I apologize, I misunderstood. I just thought that you wanted someone to have a good time with, that's all. Look at me, Leo. I'm a nice, plain, regular person who eats fruits and wears slippers. What makes you think I'm gonna like a dark, jazzy blonde who dyes a zigzag streak in her hair? She looked like the cover of a record album. But a terrific body. You have to admit, whoever built that body was close to God himself. I booked a table in one of the finest French restaurants in New York. I put on a nice blue suit, rang her doorbell, and this creature from Star Wars says hello. <laughs> you know what she was wearing? Electric. I didn't see where it was plugged in, but this was an electric dress. I swear to God, we got in and the cab driver got static on his radio. In the restaurant, I prayed for another blackout. But did, I take, did I tell you to take her to some nice place? Take her to the Rainbow Room. Only take her to a place that out-of-towners go. I mean, at least you had a good time though, right? Right, George? I went through a lot of trouble. You need to tell me that you had a good time. What do you mean, I had a good time? A thunderstorm came up and I'm sitting there with a the lightning rod. I did not have a good time. She ordered a $9 goose liver pate and made a hero sandwich out of it. Go George, home, Leo. George, I set this girl up with many, many heavy clients in Hollywood. And they've been nice to me every year during Christmas time. Are you telling me she's a hooker? Uh, Are you telling me the, that outlet from Con Edison Would I do that to you, bro? Would I do that to you? Look, Bambi is a terrific girl, okay? A little flashy on the outside, yes. A little art decor on her wardrobe, yeah. She ain't no fucking hooker. Why? Did she charge you for something? For what? I was wet, I was afraid to touch her. <laughs> Bad move on my part, okay. You know, some like them high, some like them milk and cookies, but you know, now I know. But if you're telling me that you're ready for something serious, look, I met her last night at 21, George. Close the door on the way out, Leo. I have a feeling about this, George. Don't deny me in my feelings. Leo, please! I have my work, I have my friends, I have a jogging, I have watercolors, I have the Knicks, the Giants, and the Mets. My life is full. There are no more Barbaras left in this world. If you meet them once in your life, God has been more than good to you. I will go out. I will meet people, but I have to do it in my own time, in my own way. I love you for what you're doing. But don't do it anymore. Let me just describe it to her, you know, a nose, a couple eyeballs, two ears. I mean, look, look, I'm gonna leave her car for here, right here. That's you. Not tonight. <laughs>